Welcome, welcome to the first episode of our new podcast called Beating the Bookies. Uh, today it's just going to be me, Big Joe, talking about some of the things on how I'm going to break down the bets this week, um, look into some of the, the analytics and how I look at, um, especially mostly football, being that it's Thursday. Um, so without a doubt, let's go ahead and jump into the nightly game tonight. Eagles, Bucks. Um, I don't really love the spread here. It's set up right now. What I've got it at is seven points. Um, biggest issue I see there, one, Tom Brady religiously doesn't cover in prime time. Not something I really want to bet, which would obviously make you think, oh, the Eagles are the way to go. But my goodness, that team I don't want to bet on either. Um, not a nearly good enough defense to feel comfortable wagering any sort of money on. On top of that, their offense has had some great games and some awful games, but what I am really inclined to bet is the total. Set right now at 52 and a half. Uh, what you can really glean from that is two things. One, the Eagles offense, they don't run the ball. It's just not how Sirianni set it up, um, not what they're going to lean into as time goes on. And what you can really see from that is that the clock's gonna be stopped a lot on incomplete passes. Um, that's always good for over betters. Number two, they're not going to run the ball, and the Buccaneers' pass defense is last in the league. Now, there is some collinearity issues with that, the first being that because nobody can run on them, they end up just trying to uh, pass the ball. And then two, um, it, they've had a lot of injuries, but injuries don't matter in these totals. Levante David just got ruled out, Antoine Winfield as well. Um, even with no Gronk, I'd expect the Bucks to score five, six touchdowns. Um, and this really to play out like the Cowboys-Eagles game or when the Bucks played the Falcons. I think easy 60 points get scored. Um, and that's why I'm going to roll with the Bucks. In terms of some of the player props, I'd lean uh, Jalen Rieger over on his yards. Um, that seems to be a quality play. Uh, there as well. Um, him and Hertz have a better connection, I think, than Devonta Smith. I know Smith and Hertz played in college, but um, especially late in that two-minute drill, he, he targets Rieger pretty consistently. Um, Notice that in the Panthers game. So I think that's the way to go in that game. Um, the other game I am betting tonight is I'm going to take South Alabama minus three. Um, Georgia Southern gives up a lot of yards on the ground, and that's what South Alabama likes to do. On top of that, um, turnover issues plague Georgia Southern a little bit. Um, on a short week, uh, they're going to turn around, play South Alabama at home. Um, I do like USA to cover there. Um, but without further ado, let's kind of jump into the college games first, and then we'll go into the, the professional games. So a um, couple of the games that I do like this week, um, Syracuse to cover, plus 13.5. That seems... Like a nice little spot there. Clemson is just tough on offense to watch this year. Um, they don't really have a running back they can rely on. Their wide receivers aren't as good as they have been in the past of, you know, Mike Will Williams, Sammy Watkins type style. Um, so anytime you're going to get plus double-digit points on the other side of Clemson, I think it's a very solid play. Um, now, Saturday's games, these are some of the big ones. Um... The Michigan State-Indiana game, that's the first big one on the slate. Uh, now, that's really an interesting game because it's a Big Ten-style matchup, so you're going to see a lot of running the ball. Um, Indiana played Cincinnati quite close. 
Um, you know, that game was really decided by one of those bullshit targeting penalties where um, Indiana's best, he plays like that weird outside, kind of like that Von Miller type thing where he's really a defensive end, but they call him a linebacker. Um, and he got ejected, and that's when uh, Ritter kind of went off in the, in the later portion of that game. Now, uh, Walker is just uh, – I'm a B. John Robinson guy, but Walker is right up there with him. That's a premier back. Um, you got to love that he averages, you know, just under eight yards of carry. He's got nine touchdowns on the year. Uh, dude's an animal. You do look at some of the statistics here. Uh, Indiana is giving up 122 yards on the uh, – no, excuse me, 128 yards on the ground. Um Michigan State's defense is something to be a little bit concerned about. They average giving up 420 yards a game. Um, most of that's in the passing uh, passing game. Uh, it's pretty easy to see why. They were really bolstered by transfers this year, but um, they did not get a, a good crop of transfer defensive backs. That's why they're looking like that. I do still like the minus four and a half, though, and and the main reason is is that the they've only played one game in that zone all year, and that's the Nebraska game that went to overtime. Um, Nebraska's defense, I was a bit surprised, but it has come on in the last couple weeks. Scott Frost has made it a point for them to be, get tough in the trenches. Um, Indiana, for me, they just don't score enough. Um, you know, they get shut out by Penn State. Um, they they only score six against Iowa. So any type of legit Big Ten style defense they've struggled with, um, I do expect Michigan State to still be able to put up points. Um, and for that reason, I would lean Michigan State minus four and a half. Again, none of these picks are going to be official. Um, if you do want to see my official picks per day, follow my Twitter at Parmesan Picks. Exactly how you think it's spelled. Um, that's going to be where I post my final numbers, you know, where I can see some injury reports the day of and make some more informed decisions. But I, as of right now, I do lean Michigan State minus four and a half. Um, the next, the, the other big game on that early slate is going to be Oklahoma State versus Texas. Um, Texas right now is minus four. That's been bet down one and a half points at open, I think, at minus five and a half. It's probably going to move more towards Oklahoma State. And I like the Horns at that point. Um, you know, they score a lot. And Oklahoma State's had a couple of scoreless second halves. Texas being the home team, can they rebound off the loss against Oklahoma? That's the biggest question there. But at the end of the day, Texas puts up a lot, a lot, a lot of points. Um, and you can't ignore that, especially in the Big 12. They still put up, what what was it, 49 points against Oklahoma. They lost to a backup quarterback who stepped in that they hadn't really schemed for. Um, I can give you all the excuses in the book, but at the end of the day, Oklahoma State only averages 25 points a game, and that's against teams like Baylor, Kansas State, Boise State, Tulsa, and uh, Missouri State. And Texas is averaging 45 points against the likes of OU, TCU, Arkansas, um, Louisiana Lafayette, who I think is back being ranked. Um, Tech and Rice are obviously not great defensive stalwart teams. However, um, it should be noted that Texas still scores a lot. And 
at home, if you can get out early, those spreads get really, really, really easy to cover in college football. Um, so I do like them there. Uh, the the biggest game I think in 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 betting this week is going to be A and M minus eight and a half against Missouri. Um, I do. I it, to me that's a layoff game. Um, I'm just not sure what A and M offense is going to show up. People are going to love to crank A and M because they just beat Alabama. It's one of those things that you just love to watch. Um, but yeah. And then the other game is going to Kentucky-Georgia. Uh, that's going to be your game on CBS, SEC Game of the Week. Um, now, Georgia's defensive front is collectively the Heisman Trophy winner, in my opinion. They have not messed around. They're a great, great squad. But Kentucky is for real. Um, I did watch their game against Florida. Um, they went and beat LSU afterward. They're for real. They run the ball well. Um they're a good, solid, fundamental football team. And we have yet to see if when when Georgia needs the quarterback, whether it's Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels, can they produce? Um, and I think that besides the Florida game and the SEC championship game, this is the next most likely place for that question to get answered. Um, the line Georgia minus 21.5 is a little bit ridiculous to me. I don't think that Kentucky is, you know, should be a touchdown favorite against uh, Auburn, which is how this line adds up. I like the Wildcats plus 21 and a half gives you that nice little hook protection there. Um, And again, these are both running football teams. There's just not a lot of clock um, for them to get put out. And, And as the spread sits, I think the game would have to end... 13 to 31 um, if it were to hit on all the numbers uh, and I just don't I don't see Kentucky being held to 13 in this game um, I like their defense I do like their offense it's a solid squad um, I, I like that uh, now the one thing moving on to another 230 slot game Baylor BYU um, I like the Bears Bohannon's a quality quarterback. BYU struggled last week. Um, you know, they played Pac-12 defenses, but whenever they've gone up against a more legit-style defense, uh, whether Boise State is not great either, but they only scored 17 points against Boise State. Um, this isn't a team that scores over 40 ever. In fact, they really struggled to get around 30 USF is one of the worst teams in college football, and they only scored 35 on them. I think Baylor plus six is real nice. You get that double field goal protection. Um, and the Bears are not bad. They're five and one. Uh, Dave Aranda does have a good squad down there. Their only loss is to Oklahoma State, um, who's now ranked just outside the top ten. Um, you know, Baylor's a quality team. Um, and they're not going anywhere in this Big 12 picture. So to get them, uh, to get Baylor minus six at home, I do like there. So uh, th- those are some of my college football leans for this week. I can't believe, I for that Baylor-BYU game, I just want to stress, Baylor gets that double field goal protection. Um, you know, a touchdown still wins the spread for them. 
They score a lot of points, um, so I think they're Big 12 offense. So I do think that that matchup favors them um, going forward. Let's go ahead and jump over to NFL because I know that's what people really want to see. Again, most of these lines are from Bet Online. Um, it's just because uh, that's a that's a website that I know most people have access to. It does mimic a lot of Westlake or not? Excuse me, not Westlake. Uh, it does mimic a lot of uh, late Las Vegas lines, whether it's Westgate, William Hill, uh, MGM, anything like that. So I uh, just want to let y'all know that I'm using them for this, but. A um, couple big games coming up this week. I really like uh, Green Bay minus five. Uh, the Bears are riding high from the Justin Fields inclusion. Want to push back on that a little bit. Justin Fields, yes. Look, he went and beat the Lions. Um, and then they beat the Raiders as the Raiders were having some of, you know, the worst front office issues we've ever seen. Um both games, he scored, he scored 24-1 and one and 20 in the other. Um, Damian Williams just got put on the COVID list. Not sure if he's going to play Sunday. Um, and the Packers, for all they are, are still a good football team. Now, whether or not you want to buy into some of the Aaron Rodgers hype, but um, their offensive line has played a lot better than I thought it would. Um, they still have Devontae Adams. They've still got Aaron Jones. And even though they've lost Jair Alexander, I'm not sure that Justin Fields at this point in time has the acumen or the weapons to really take advantage of that absence. Um, To me, this just screams uh, a Packers blowout game um, in Chicago. Aaron Rodgers has owned that division for years. It's not looking likely that he's going to give it up now. Um, Again, this is all based off of today, Thursdays, um, information Saturday uh, is when I'll be making a lot more of these picks and actually plugging them in. That's just so I can have the most up-to-date injury status or COVID status for a lot of these guys. Um, one bet that I am going to be taking today because I just don't see how it could not hit is Cincinnati minus three and a half. Um, I actually think I can get that from minus three on a different book, which I will be hitting there. Um, just, I mean the, the Bengals are a good team. Um, it's not something that people really like to talk about right now, but the Bengals are a solid squad. They beat the Packers last week if if they can make a kick. Um, this is also a matchup nightmare for the Lions. Um, the Bengals have a no-name defense. It's not really something that you'd write home about saying how great they are, but they do actually limit their opponents. Um you know, people against the Bengals are only averaging 20 points a game, and they're only having 100 yards on the ground, and that's against some quality running teams, um, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Minnesota. Um, you know, the Bengals are a solid squad. Um, Joe Burrow is looks to be a great quarterback in the making, and he's going to have Jamar Chase and uh, Higby, against one of, if not the worst defense ever, a defensive secondary in the NFL ever, I mean, one of the top ten worst of all time. Um, I think the Bengals get out early. The Lions are, I don't want to say they've quit, but you can only go through so many of these losses. I think the Bengals, as it stands, are better than the Bears. 
Um, the Bears beat this team 24-14. Um, I know the Bengals lost uh, in a field goal game earlier in the season to the Bears, but um, I do think that the Bengals are a better team. I don't think Burrow is going to have three interceptions against this Lions team, which would make me believe that the Lions here. This is my survivor pool pick of the week. Um, I do like the Lions. Um, you know, the Texans-Colts, uh, I'm not really sure the Colts should be 10-point favorites against anyone. Um, just not really feeling it out of Indianapolis right now. Um, tough team. I do like them. This is the meat of their season where they've got to rattle off some wins. They still easily could finish with 10 wins this season, and it's just because their schedule's so bad. Um, I do like them. I, Carson Wentz actually looked very, very good, and their special team screwed them in a game that they should have won against the Ravens. And the Ravens, by the eye test and by the numbers that Lamar's putting up, are a good team. So um, I think it is one of those things where – You've got to look at it. You've got to see that number. Texans plus 10 does look pretty appetizing because Davis Mills looks – he. I'm not going to say he looks like a you know a 10-year starter or anything, but he looks like he can get the job done. Um, inside a dome, you're not going to have any weather. Um, do I think the Texans win? No, but I do think they have a very high likelihood to cover the spread. Um, Rams-Giants – Going to need to see Daniel Jones injury news. Um, if he can go, Giants plus 10 looks looks appetizing. The, the Giants offensive line has played better than we think it should have. Um, the Rams defense isn't as good top to bottom as it has been. That just happens when you have people like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and, and a couple of those dudes that you've got to pay. Um, your overall depth just gets a little bit worse. Um it's a tough story for the Rams, but um, they're still probably the team to beat coming out of the NFC. Don't see it as a big hurdle this week, but Giants at home with Daniel Jones might be worth a look. Um, without him, I wouldn't touch it. Chiefs minus 6.5. I do like that. Um, that Washington secondary is awful. The Chiefs are in desperate need of a win. Um, and for what it's worth, Mahomes and the offense have been clicking. They're going to put up a lot of points. Um, it's a classic bounce-back game for the Chiefs. <sighs> Biggest issue here is just the Chiefs' defense makes everybody look like the greatest show on turf. I mean, they're averaging something like 7.7 yards per play. Um, if not at the greatest show on turf, it's right there next to it. Um, but I do like Kansas City minus 6.5 when I just look at that game. Again, not a huge favorite guy, but um, that seems like a blowout in the making. Moving on, Vikings, Panthers. Um, I kind of like the Panthers here. There's no reason to bail on a team just because Sam Darnold had a bad half of football. Christian McCaffrey is going to be back in the lineup this week. Their defense is still very, very fast. It's still a top quality team. But yeah, just you know, you got a quality defense there. You still got a good offense, especially with Christian McCaffrey. No reason to bail on this Panthers boat yet. They're they're three and two, one loss being to the Cowboys in Jerry World. 
Um, and even then, that was a way closer game, and the score really indicates with that punt issue there. Um, and the Vikings, they they run the ball, but the Panthers have a great run defense. I, I'm not sure about the statistics there, but they fill gaps in the linebacking core very nicely. Jeremy Chin's out and about, um, filling, filling up holes, being a playmaker like he is. Um, just not a whole lot for me there that sees how this Vikings team on the road is better than this Panthers side. Um, the Panthers, again, are one of those underrated teams um, that people don't like to talk about because it's not a sexy pick. But um, I do really like them. The secondary acquisitions that they've made um, have made a lot of sense. Stefan Gilmore is good to go this week. I don't know if he'll play, but it just... It just screams to me that the Panthers should win this game at home. Um, not really sure why Vegas sees them as a two-point dog, um, but I just think the wrong team is favored there. Moving on, I think we've got another wrong favoring here. Chargers-Ravens. Um, I'm, I'm hesitant on Herbert, not in the sense that I don't think he's good. That's not what I'm saying. I do like him. He's obviously a quality starter, smart player, makes the right reads, and does what they need to win. But it's his second year. You know, we anointed Patrick Mahomes as the greatest quarterback ever, um, and it's been a rough year for him as well. I don't think that just because he's very good means that he's above um, some chastisement, if that makes any sense. That being said... The Chargers defense is, in my opinion, the most unsung heroes of the season so far. Um, Derwin James coming back, Asante Samuel Jr. playing at a high level. You've got, obviously, Bosa on the pass rush. That team flummoxes good quarterbacks. And there's no reason to think that Lamar is not on that list. He's got some depleted weapons. I'm not a big fan of Hollywood Brown. Um, Mark Andrews sometimes like last game catches everything and sometimes you could hit him in the face mask and he wouldn't be able to catch anything couldn't catch a hold in a rainstorm so um, I just don't think that the Chargers deserve to be dogs on the road here Ravens are obviously a good team but with the injuries they've had Lamar Jackson does have a slight turnover problem whether it be fumbles or picks Um, it's just worth noting that I don't think the Chargers should be favored if they're still the underdogs. Um, I don't think the Ravens have the secondary pieces to cover Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. There just isn't enough there. Patrick Queen is a good linebacker, but especially with their injuries last game, um, I think Herbert and company can 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 score all over him. Um, Cardinals-Browns is, is, I believe that's the Fox game of the week. Um, look, Cleveland is going to be a little bit underrated because of how they lost that game to the, to the Chargers. Um, you, you know, Baker's just not it. Um, I don't want to be, I don't want to get into that too much, but if you're relying on a quarterback to give you a game winning drive, he's not it. He's just not a premier NFL quarterback. Um, and I think that's the X factor in this game. Kyler Murray's a little banged up. He's not at 100%, um, but he's still throwing to 
DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green and then Rondell Moore underneath. That's a premier cast. He's got a good offensive line. Um, and he can run. I don't expect him to run as much, but his ability to get outside of the pocket and make things happen is something that no one else in the league has except for maybe Lamar Jackson. Um, but Kyler's got a little bit prettier ball than he does. One thing to note, though, is the 49ers did bottle him up. Um, for the, those of y'all who don't know, uh, you, you mostly get on this defensive line thing. You plan for your ends to meet about 7 to 10 yards in the backfield, depending on who you're playing and how their scheme is and whether they're under center and the shotgun, um, you know, on a multiplicity of things. The Niners in that game, what they did was they just took their ends and told them to charge up field. They basically made a barrel, said Kyler doesn't get out of the barrel. That was effective against him. Um, so I do think it is something just to note on that front. Obviously, the Cardinals are going to see that and come up with a solution this week. So I'm not sure that I'd expect that same scheme to work twice against him. But it is worth noting that it did have success. Um Look, it's just it's the question for me here is is Baker going to be able to win them? Are they going to get out early enough to rely on the running game to eke out a win at home minus 3 against the Cardinals? Weather's going to be a big thing here. Um, you know, as we get into mid to late October, wind in Cleveland becomes very very troublesome. As of right now, it's supposed to be 61 uh and only partly cloudy. So if it is that way, I do like the Cardinals plus three, giving them, me some field goal insurance in that game seems pretty positive. Um, but we will figure it out more towards game time there. Nice thing is, is that's a three o'clock game, so you'll get some more news as some of the other games start finishing. Um, Raiders Broncos, like the Broncos, um, minus three and a half. The Raiders are just, I mean, like they don't have a coach right now. They're embroiled in, in issues. Um, there's not a lot to love right there. Uh, it, it's tough. Um, tough to, I think, fading the Raiders for the next couple weeks is going to be a very smart play. Um, Cowboys, Patriots, uh, minus three and a half to the Cowboys, and I would slam that. Um, the Patriots don't score that much. The I think this is mostly based off of, oh, well, the Patriots had a really good game plan when Tom Brady came back. They really didn't. Um, it was wet, and Tom Brady overthrew the ball a couple times. Um, that's pretty much how that summed up. Um, Trayvon Diggs being a little banged up is tough. Um, but then again, I would expect most of the Cowboys to play. Uh, it's just the Cowboys averaged 35 points a game. The Patriots averaged 19. That like let's just start there. Cowboys have four hundred and fifty yards a game, and the Patriots have three hundred and thirty. And it's a lot of this quick game stuff, and and the Cowboys aren't going to let that happen with Micah Parsons, with Trayvon Diggs. You know those guys aren't going to be quick game. So I do think it's worth noting, um, in some of that stuff. This is a Cowboys team that beat the Chargers. It's a Cowboys team that lost by two to Buccaneers. By all intents, those are two of the biggest Super Bowl contenders. We need to start thinking about this Cowboys team as being one of the premier league teams in the league. And I think Vegas has underrated them for the last three weeks. Um, I think it's 
safe to say that they could come and, and stomp them here. Um, if if Jameis Winston is going to put up 28 on this team, um, I think that the Cowboys are going to put up, again, 35. Um, you know, I just don't think the Patriots can score enough to cover that spread. The only way it's going to happen is if the Cowboys get into the red zone and the Patriots' defense just gives up field goals. Um, but the Cowboys are running the ball too well, in my opinion, right now for that to happen. Um, the weather is supposed to be sunny. It's supposed to be a clear day up there in Foxborough. Not a lot going for the Patriots on that front. Um, I like I like the Cowboys to cover there. Um, Seahawks, Steelers, Pittsburgh minus five. That's because of the Russell Wilson injury. I wouldn't really touch that game. Um, you know, just turnover issues. Is Big Ben going to actually play well? Not sure. Um the Seahawks have a lot of questions right now and backup quarterbacks are notoriously not good on the road in prime time. Um, if I, if you made me bet the Steelers, I wouldn't hate it, but it's not one of those that I really think is, is going to happen. Um, and then Bill's Titans. Yeah. I'm, it's going to be real tough for me to not pick the bills um, with anything less than six. It's an offense that's clicking on all cylinders. In terms of this particular matchup, Titans secondary is just not very good. They don't generate much of a pass rush. Um, and the Bills are going to play that nice zone shell, um, keep everything in front of them. And Derrick Henry consistently goes down in the hole. And I know he's King Henry, and I know he has 2,000 yards, and he turns it on in the second half, and I, this is not, by, but it is one of those things where he doesn't play as physical in the hole as I'd like him to, and the only reason I'm saying that is because if this Bills team gets out early, the way to beat this Titans team is pretty set in stone. Get out early and stomp them, and don't let them have the opportunity to rely on the running game in the fourth quarter. Um, Seahawks unfortunately let them back in but that's pretty much been the strategy to beat this Titans team and um, basically call Vrabel's rough, bluff just say hey you won't stick with the rum um, I do like Buffalo minus five and a half um, and let's just run through I, I think it's let's take the five picks that I feel very 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 comfortable with taking this week um, lead it off right there I like Cincinnati minus three and a half um I think the Bengals are, in order to make that jump as a franchise, this is one of those games where you've got to stomp the lines. It's just, that's how it goes. Um, my second favorite bet of the week is going to be Panthers min or Panthers plus two. Um, I could see that number getting all the way up to three. Um, I think it's a very, very, very attainable game at home. Uh Panthers are getting back Christian McCaffrey and possibly Stephon Gilmore. Love that one. Chargers plus two and a half. I, I would bet the money line, but the, we're just going to play spreads on this podcast. So Chargers plus two and a half. Could see that getting to three as well. Love that line there. Um, going to take Cardinals plus three and uh, Cowboys minus three and a half to round out the week. Um, my sixth bet would be Bills minus five and a half, but um, just going to leave it at those five. Again, it's going to be the Bengals minus three and a half, the Panthers plus two, Chargers plus two and a half, Cardinals plus three, Cowboys minus three and a half. Um, 
especially last week with how big the favorites won, um, I think you're going to see a lot of regression here where some of these under, underdogs come up and cover spreads this week. So um, I do like this. Um, you know, in terms of some of the earlier games, it will be important to note with the Dolphins-Jags. Um, Miles Jack just got ruled out with a back injury, so that's something to look out for moving forward. But, yeah, that'll round it up how we're going to look at some of the football spreads this week. Um, if you do have any questions, go ahead, send, send me a Twitter DM. Again, that's at Parmesan Picks. Um, whatever you feel like you need to know, let me know. I can help explain it to you. Um, if you do get a chance, go ahead and check out um, electricfactorysports.com. We've got a lot of our content up there, uh, written content, where you can just go ahead and see um, what's cooking on our brains in a multiplicity of sports. So without further ado, that was Big Joe walking you through the uh, Beating the Bookie podcast. Um, Again, that's Beating the Bookies podcast. So um, I will catch you all next week, and happy trails.